George Bernard Shaw might have once said that America and Britain are two countries divided by a common language. On this podcast, we aim to explore the commonalities and differences in American and British culture, vernacular, voices, accents, and more. Welcome to Transatlanticism. Our first podcast. Yep. Do we, should we say a little bit about ourselves? Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Uh, my name is Chris Pierce. I am uh, an actor uh, currently working at IKEA. I think I can say that. Do you think they'd be mad if I, if I'm with me saying that I work for them? No. I think okay. if so, we'll just put a little like above over your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I work for redacted i redacted. work for redacted <laughs> and I, I i do redacted i sell living rooms uh i i was born in hertfordshire which is a county in uh just the north uh north of london uh and in a town called harpenden uh, which is a very quintessential um stereotypical english town and i think i had quite a stereotypical english upbringing okay great um, <laughs> I hope it's great. <laughs> I'm Amelia. I'm Amelia Siandra Pierce. We're married. And um, I'm from, I grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is in the South. Um, but my parents are not Southerners. They're from Philadelphia. So I'm not like a tried and true Southerner. I don't have a Southern accent. Um, and I didn't grow up eating necessarily all of the Southern foods that people eat. But, um, but yeah. So that's my, like, terrible attempt at a segue into what we're talking about today. (laughs) For our first episode, we thought we would talk about something everybody can get on board with, and that is food. Food. British food is interesting. That's what I will say as a person who lives in England now. I didn't really, yeah, like, from looking at British food, I didn't realize it was very, it's it's so heavy. Mm -hmm. All of it's very, very, uh stodgy in a way is that bad to say it's nice i don't know what stodgy is kind of bad what does stodgy mean um it's like heavy yeah yeah it's very heavy give an example of like a heavy british food that you're thinking about uh steak and kidney pie okay so that's like what that's like chicken pot pie sort of maybe but instead of yes yeah but instead of chicken it's uh so there's a gravy in there um, it'd have little pieces of steak, which you'd fry beforehand. Uh, and kidney and beans? Kidney, no, or? no, no, kidney. Like, animal kidney. Oh, like, like, Like beef? Beef kidney? Is okay. it beef? I think it's cows. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I think it's cows. I think, and, and they, and you fry them up and then, um, you throw some veg in there, usually like onions, onions and potatoes. Is that what comes in a steak and kidney pie? I think it's onions and potatoes. And then you make a gravy... Uh, a lot of them do really nice gravies with uh, red wine. Okay. So, yeah, that does sound heavy. And yeah, is that it like, is pretty heavy. That's like a, you might have that, like, could you get steak and kidney pie at a pub, do yeah, you reckon? Yeah, that's, it. that's yeah. like a quintessential pub food. Okay, interesting. 
you'd have yeah, a beer. I guess, I guess your food is hev- heavier in some ways than ours. I mean, but then you have, like, triple cheeseburgers, which were event- invented in America, so. Yeah. I'd say American food is sweeter, sweeter. Sweeter, you Sweeter. Think? Oh, yeah. Well, like, like um, peanut butter. Sure. Well, I, our peanut butter is just so much better than yours. Because we, we both love peanut butter, and... Um, I'd never really tried American peanut butter until a uh, second year of training when a friend um, let me try Skippy, the American brand, and it was just like a revelation in um, in the world of peanut Because British peanut butter is very, very different. Yeah, it's There's doesn't... no... And now I've completely con- converted you into... A lover of Jif. Yeah. Oh my Choosing God. moms choose Jif. That's really that's the that's the tagline, and it's so true. Hashtag. Will you sponsor us, Jif? Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see about some things we can talk about. This one is just funny to me. Um, an example of how we have the same name, but it's about two totally different foods. So, there's um, this food called Toad in the Hole. Can you explain to you what Toad in the Hole is? So toad in the hole, that uh, is usually a kind of a, a batter. Uh, typically, we the batters like, um, uh, what's that made of? It's like, it's, it's, it's the batter's almost what we make pancakes out of. Okay. Like, um, yeah, like, like crepes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you pour, you pour that batter um, into a pan and then uh, like a baking tray, quite a low baking tray. Uh, and then you put in a couple of sausages, and then you cook that. Oh, you, usually you cook the sausages beforehand. Cook the sausages beforehand, and then you put them in a baking tray, pour the batter on top, put the batter and the baking tray in uh, the oven for it to cook and rise, and then it rises up into like a little basin. Okay. So you have the sausages in like a little pastry crust. Okay, Interesting. And do you eat it with a fork, or do you eat it with your hands? Oh, no, you eat it with a fork. It's too okay. hot. Right, okay. It'd be far too hot to eat with your hands. Well, and what's interesting to me about that is toad in the hole, to me, is that thing where you take a piece of bread, and you cut a circle out of it, and you put it in a frying pan, and then you fry an egg inside the hole in the bread. <laughs> that's See, that's just nothing. Hole. That's nothing like... That. I don't even know what a British Persian would call that. And you've never had anything like that I've never before, had have you? I've never, never seen had that. anything like that I don't that think before. it's very common in the U.S., but I know what it is. And I, So when you told me about Toad in the Hole, I was like, oh, the fried egg and bread thing. And you were like, no. And then you also thought I meant eggy bread, and eggy bread is what you guys call French toast. Mm, yeah. But you don't call it French toast, right? You only know that because of me. Eggy bread. You know, we call it French toast. Oh, you do? Yeah. We have a, we call it French toast. But it's also eggy bread. But it's also eggy bread. <laughs> Which I've never heard in my life, and I thought was so funny the first time I heard it, eggy bread. <laughs> eggy bread. Okay, that's funny. That's quite a school, the schoolyard term. We used to call it that in school when you were young. Okay. And have some eggy bread. So here's another example of that. Just the slight difference in what are pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Uh, so for me, I'd say that pigs in a blanket are tiny sausages that you then cut up, cut up some bacon and then you wrap the bacon around the sausages and then you cook them. Yeah. And they're mostly at Christmas. Okay. You don't really you don't really have them any other time. Uh-huh. And oh, they're so good. So it's a pork product 
wrapped in another pork product. It's double pork. It's a double pork. You double down on the pork. Terrifically with a pig in a healthy are your pigs in a blanket. Actually, our pigs in a blanket are really unhealthy too. But our pigs in a blanket are tiny little hot dogs, also tiny little sausages. Like, but more like hot dogs, I think, than like actual sausage, in my opinion. Oh, like the long ones you get in the no, glass no. jars and like Walmart and stuff. No. Oh God, no, no. Well, I guess sometimes yes, but no, they're just like little cocktail wieners, like this, and then you. You wrap them in dough. Do those little cocktail wieners? Do those cocktail wieners come in a smaller variety? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like this big, like, like about like a hot dog, hot dog, but smaller. Like a, it, yeah, it's basically like half the size oh, of a I hot dog, that. or maybe like a third of the size of a hot dog, and you wrap it in. Oftentimes, Pillsbury crescent rolls, redacted crescent rolls. We should stop saying brands. Um, Hashtag please sponsor us. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then you bake them, and so the it's like a mini hot dog, really. A pig's pig and blanket is, but it's you know wrapped all the way around. I used to love them when I was a kid. Actually, I would still love them now. I just haven't had them in years. Are they wrapped in dough? Yeah, they're wrapped in dough, and then they're baked. So we'd call that a sausage roll. Yeah, it is like a sausage roll, but I guess it is just like, but it's a different kind of dough. You guys have very different. Like yours is more like phyllo dough, and ours is more like I don't know. <laughs> um. Let's talk about, I still don't really even feel like I understand this. What are, like, so you guys have something called flapjacks. Flapjacks, yeah. So explain what a flapjack is. So a flapjack would be, like, uh, get some oats. And uh, the thing about flapjack is you have to make, um, like, a golden syrupy kind of um, sticky stuff first. Hold on, wait. I need to pull up a recipe for flapjacks. Basically, what I'm getting at, though, is that you guys have this thing called flapjacks, which are made of oats. So they're a lot like, for American listeners, they're sort of like oatmeal bars, but they're softer. And then, but flapjacks to me is just a a slang term for pancakes. Really? Yeah. So so some morning, some like cheesy dad might be like, I'm going to cook you up a whole mess of flapjacks. And he means pancakes. So we don't have this thing that why, you guys... Why do you, have, why do you call it that, a flapjack? <laughs> I don't know. Because you flip it and flip sounds like flap. I have no idea. But so the first time someone was like, do you want a flapjack? I was like, how could you hand me a flapjack? Because we need to sit down and eat it with syrup and a fork. Right, here we go. This is a, so, so to make a British flapjack, what you do is you get some porridge oats. And you get some butter and golden syrup and some sugar. And then uh, you melt the butter in a saucepan and you put the golden syrup in there and the sugar to create like a, a like a paste, like mm-hmm. a sweet, sweet paste. Then you pour the oats in there and mix that all together to get like a sticky mound of oats. And then you lay that flat in a baking tray and then you put that in the oven and you leave that to cook. And then when it comes out, they're delicious. This has been poorly described. Recipes with crispy. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing a cooking show. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, so that's but that's interesting. It's very different than what because well, to me, flapjacks are pancakes. And then you guys have this thing that you get all excited about every year called Pancake Day. Yeah, yeah, Shrove and Tuesday. Pancake Day is Shrove Tuesday, which is the day before Ash Wednesday, right? The day before Lent do, begins. Do you guys not celebrate Pancake Day? No. You don't celebrate Pancake Day. No, because also your pancakes and our pancakes are different. When when it's pan- well, yeah, when true. it's Pancake Day, what do you make? You make a very thin, almost like a crepe. More for like anyone more out like there. crepes than American yeah, pancakes. More like crepe, very thin pancakes. They're not the fluffy kind. 
you know, well, the yeah, first well, we need time... to talk. Well, let's talk about this because pancakes in general are just the two different worlds. So here in the UK, we follow along like the uh, like a French, like a very European style of pancake, which is very very thin. Um, and then you add... And can sometimes be savoury. And sometimes be savoury. They're called, um, I think it's galettes. I think that's the French for it. Yeah, I and, had a galette in France. It was amazing. Yeah, and you, put, and, you, and you can put cheese and ham. And, but the point is they're, they're very, very thin. Right. And so you can't put too much of, like... But everyone always overloads their, their pancakes with, like, Nutella and stuff. Right. But lemon and sugar... That's the typical thing is lemon, lemon and sugar, sugar. whereas our typical thing is the vast majority of Americans are going to eat a pancake with syrup. But explain, explain the difference. Show, what, what's the difference between... Because you guys, you're, like an American pancake is... Well, an American pancake is essentially like a cake. Like it's made... When you make pancakes from scratch, you're putting in the same ingredients you would put to like bake a birthday cake, and then you're just frying them up. So it's really... It's very unhealthy. Um, <laughs> absolutely delicious. And... Um, but you would never put something savory inside a pancake. That's impossible. The things you would put in the batter to make them, you know, exciting would be blueberries or chocolate chips. And then no matter what, you'd be putting syrup on them. Whereas this lemon and sugar thing, you know, the first time I saw that, I was like, well, that's not a pancake. I've never... But it is more like a crepe anyways. So it's really... It's just so strange. I wonder why we have this different recipe. I wonder why... Yeah. We'll have to look into it. Maybe because in the United States you had, like, easier access to vast amounts of flour, maybe? I don't know. you had more, because there was more land? That's an interesting theory. It's an interesting All historical was... basis for the difference in pancakes, this but... This has been weird historical theories with Chris <laughs> Um No, I just think, I think... Well, and this goes to some other things that are on our list to talk about, which is you guys here, because of the proximity, you just have such a French influence. Mm. As much as the British and French hate each other, mm. there is this kind of crazy influence that, especially I think, um, in language in weird ways that you guys have from France. Mm. But like, you know, the example I was thinking of is that, you know, we call them eggplant and zucchini, and you guys use the French words courgette and aubergine. Mm. And that's, I said that wrong aubergine is eggplant and courgette is zucchini but regardless you you guys have you guys utilize these french terms and i didn't even know what courgette was when i first got here and then like another weird and then weird ones that i don't think are connected to french but maybe they are as you guys call arugula rocket i never heard when i saw something on a menu oh, i've always like, wondered what arugula, arugula what, what is, is rocket that? it's rocket it's the but, exact same thing but what's the word where does arugula come from? Arugula. Arugula sounds more Italian, maybe. I don't know. Where does so, arugula come from? Hashtag Google it. So that's interesting, that kind of weird French influence. Although, and this gets me so much, you guys say fillet instead of filet, even though it's the French word. And you're like, no, it's a fillet of fish or a, a fillet, fillet of, fish. of meat. But you don't call it ballot. You call it ballet. Fillet steak. You call it ballet, so you know about the pronunciation. You just ignore it. Well, we can't let the French get away with everything, you know. We have to have our own. We have Certainly. to have our strong consonants. How dare they? Um, Hashtag don't be mad, France. <laughs> um, what am I looking at? Arugula. 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 How do we even spell it? Arugula. A-R-U-G-U-L-A. So, in the same vein of flapjacks and pancakes, let's discuss the world of muffins and scones. Oh my god, yeah. This or is, this as is, you say, scones. It's so, like, the differences between 
what you guys consider a, a scone and well, we, what we would always have as a scone. I think we consider scones the same because scones are not scones are not so, so common in America the way they are here. But we don't make them as well. I think it's about the butter in oh, the ones here. Arugula. Oh, arugula, on. right? Right. So it's Italian in origin. That's what I said. Oh, you did? I said I think it's Italian. Oh, I'm that must be why. Because of the heavy Italian influence on the United States from immigration. And, you know. That's an interesting guess. The late I don't know. half of the this is 1800s. Weird historical theories with Chris Pierce. <laughs> we'll follow it up and find out. Um, but I guess what's funny to me is, like, when I was a kid, I grew up eating. One of my favorite breakfasts was English muffins. And that's what they were called, English muffins. And then when I got here, you guys have them, but you we just do, call them but muffins. But they're just muffins. But then also what we can, which is so what, you know, what an English muffin is and what an American considers a muffin is very different. You know, a muffin is like the same shape as a cupcake, but it doesn't have frosting on top. Like a, yeah. Like a blueberry we muffin. We call them muffins. Those are muffins as well. As well, but they're so different. Well, we have, well, the English, the English muffins that you're thinking of, they're very small. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uh, traditionally made with, like, with normal white flour. Uh, I don't know how you make a muffin, to be perfectly frank. But they're, like, doughy. No, you buy them at the store. Yeah, yeah they have they have a very doughy consistency, the same as... The same as a loaf of bread. They're, mm-hmm. like, a, they're a bread yeah, product. Yeah, they're like a bread product, which is just different than a muffin, which is like a cake product. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then we still call those muffins muffins. I know, which doesn't make any sense. It really confused me. Muffins, muffins spreads all over. Doesn't matter what what you are, you know, we all call muffins the same. Well, and this goes back to, this also can get very confusing and was really tough when I first moved here, was this whole biscuits and cookies business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you really did struggle about because you what guys, was... Because you, what, what I consider a cookie, you guys call a biscuit. Yes. But then also there are savory biscuits. There are biscuits that aren't sweet. In the United States? No, to you. We too. have savory biscuits? Well, yeah, because I would call them crackers, but you still call them biscuits, like you'd put cheese on. We call those crackers. Yeah, but you also call them biscuits. Mm, mm, I think I know where you're coming from. Your mom definitely calls them biscuits. Because there's there's a specific type of British um, cracker, which I think is Hovis, which have, which have things called cheese biscuits, which are like yeah. sweet biscuits... But you have you use them with cheese. I think that's why my mother calls them to get the biscuits out. Okay, but she usually well, regardless, has them. Biscuits to you are what are cookies to me. Yes, but then there are also some things here that you guys call cookies. Yes, which which is very confusing. Which are yeah, because the, the the cookie what we call a cookie would be quite um, if you if you imagine in your heads a, a, an American style. Uh, chocolate chip cookie and then make that very big uh, and much much softer um, quite chewy almost in a way that's what we would consider a cookie yeah but I just it's so confusing to me how those are different from biscuits and then of course it all gets confused because biscuits to an American are more like scones they're a bread product and in America you eat biscuits and gravy so it's like a totally different 
That's a big thing in thing. the South, isn't it's it? It's a big thing in the South. And you wouldn't, you know, if you say biscuits and gravy to it, a British person, are they imagining us with like a chocolate chip cookie dipping it in gravy? Because that's disgusting, you know? I think, you know, I think, I think that might be the way. They probably are. If you think that in America they have uh, good old-fashioned biscuits with, with gravy, send, send your thoughts in, uh, maybe even a photo of that. That's so gross. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> dip your chocolate chip cookies in gravy. Don't, do, don't dip those cookies in. So this is funny. I just discovered this thinking of like just things that are different because you guys are all about gravy but it's not the same it's the same thing obviously but you know you guys have gravy in your that steak and kidney pie as gravy you put gravy on your on your sunday roasts and all that yes yeah but then also like the potato products that we have are different or or they're the same but like for example i just found out the other day that a lot of british people don't know what tater tots are yeah, that's yeah. We don't have tater tots. And like, how sad is your life that you don't know what tater tots are? Because tater tots are glorious. Well, I don't think it's sad. I think it'd be harsh <laughs> to condemn the British. I'm public totally and kidding. Say I'm totally kidding. That's obviously, sad. But... we don't know what tater tots are. <laughs> but it is interesting. And I tried to then. I then had to explain to somebody what a tater tot was. You've done that several times, was, actually, in the pub. Yeah, and it's very difficult. Um, so, and... what are tater tots then? What are tater tots? I mean, explain, explain what, tater what a tater tot is. Like potato that's like shredded and then it's formed into a little kind of ball, more like a rectangle with rounded edges, and then it's like deep fried or flash fried, and they're amazing. I mean, it's like French fries just in a different shape, basically, in like a cube shape. But French fries is a whole other thing because you guys have this whole delineation between French fries and chips and like wedges and I mean so what because this is interesting to me a lot of menus I'm seeing now maybe because the world is getting smaller and everybody's kind of there's more everybody knows more about other cultures but a lot of menus I'm seeing now are saying fries (laughs) instead of chips but isn't there a difference to Britain technically yes french fries would be um the stereotype you know what you get in a fast food joint at McDonald's that's that's yeah McDonald's McDonald's yeah. yeah Uh, hashtag please sponsor us, McDonald's. Um, yeah, that that would be what we consider a, f- a French fry. So they're skinny. So they're very thin. Right. Yeah. Deep fried fried, very, very thin. Right. Uh, chips, uh, they're always quite chunky. Probably mm-hmm. instead of being like, you know, 0.5 centimeters wide, they're probably like a centimeter thick. This and... is a really funny delineation anyways because Americans <laughs> don't use centimeters, so that's and, hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're um, they're usually oven baked. Okay. You wouldn't really. So you, you don't fry chips. No, you wouldn't fry. Which is a why chip. they're not called fries. Technically, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't sense. fry a chip. And then um, potato wedges are. So if you got a potato and then like cut it in half and then cut those halves in halves and then cut those halves in halves and ended up with little triangular pieces. Mm-hmm. Then you cook so those. So still quite thick. So it's still quite thick, but, but, but they look like a little triangle. They're, they're not they're thicker not as... than chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But to me, they're the same thing. So anyways. <laughs> why would you... What, why? why? Why do you think they're the same thing? Because we don't do chips in America. We do French fries, and then we do potato wedges. We do either little thin shoestring-style fries or big, thicker ones. There's not, like, an in-between like there is here. Why is there no in-between? Because in 1776, we declared our independence. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of potato products, though, let's talk about crisps. 
um, because this is not. That's a, a, that's that's one that comes across a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that lots of people will say, and it's not a big shocker. Yeah, like, it's not. It's big... just crisps versus chips, but yeah. the confusion comes with chips—the fried version or the French fried, the potato. Oh, it's hard to explain the difference, but we what, Americans between chips and crisps. No, chips and chips. The reason it gets confusing oh, is that yeah. what I call chips. In America, yes, you guys call oh, crisps, crisps. Yes, because you already have something that is chips, which yes. is what you just yeah. explained. Yeah. It's like, oh god. So, anyways, but the thing that really shocked me here. So it's just a different word. Whatever, I can get over that. It's like lift and elevator. But the thing that I can't get over here is the flavors of chips of crisps. What's your favorite crisp flavor? My favorite crisp flavor. Mm-hmm. I like prawn cocktail. Okay. Prawn cocktail is very I was, nice. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I asked you. I set you up. Swish because prawn <laughs> cocktail. Are you kidding me? That is a crisp flavor. Well, ironically, prawn cocktail, the flavor that we have here in the UK, it's not actually like a seafood flavoring. What they do is they get tomato ketchup oh flavoring and then they ratchet up the intensity of it, which gives it like a crazy seafoody. It's disgusting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. First that's, of all, that's the science. Let's talk about so many things in that sentence. Prawn cocktail. So we would call that shrimp cocktail. We don't say prawns in America. We say shrimp. And then you guys always say tomato ketchup as if there's other kinds of ketchup. But there's not, right? There's only... Um... No. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that. I just think it's a funny idiosyncrasy of Brit- British people that they always call it tomato ketchup, even though it's all... We just yeah, say well, we ketchup. Have, we have brown sauce. Right, but that's not still not ketchup. So you could just call it ketchup. You don't need the tomato descriptor. Green ketchup, that's the thing. Gross. Isn't that just a thing for kids and it's the no, same as tomato no, ketchup no, that's no, been dyed no, no. green? Uh, well, I don't know, actually. That's green what it is ketchup. in America. I'm going to look it up. In green America, green ketchup. ketchup is just ketchup and then it's been dyed green to make kids want to eat it more, I think. I don't know. But yeah, so you've got prawn cocktail crisps. What are some other crazy crisp flavors? Um, well, you have salt and vinegar, ready that's salted. That's normal. That's normal. Cheese and onion. Cheese and onion. Okay. Um, I barbecue. swear there was like a steak one I saw once. Oh, yeah, grilled steak. Grilled yeah, steak yeah. flavored grilled steak crisps. Flavor. That's, That's hilarious. Um, I mean, this is becoming more in vogue in America. Pickled but... onion. Oh, Monster oh. Munch. Have you ever had a Monster Munch? Horrifying. Monster Munch is, is oh, truly best. one of the most disgusting things I've ever tasted. And the flavor, as he just said, is pickled onion. I used to go, I used to go swimming on a Wednesday. And my mum would always buy me Monster Munch. Oh, God. I think it's a, that's quite a millennial thing for people in the UK will be... They always have Monster Munch after, like, a sports day. If you're on a date and you don't want your date to kiss you, just eat <laughs> Monster Munch because, boy, does that make your breath something wild. <laughs> Pickled onion flavor. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I just want you to explain a couple of British cuisines now, if you wouldn't mind, because um, we don't really have something like them in America that I can think of, and I, they're fascinating, and I want you to tell us about them. Yes. Yeah, I actually, I also have a few more. Okay. Well, tell me about scotch eggs. So, scotch eggs, um, what you do is you get, like, pork, uh, you know, the inside of a sausage, right? Because sausages, when you have a sausage... <laughs> the inside of a sausage? What do you mean? So, they make sausages by... Um, Getting uh, ground ups. Uh, One pork moment. Meat. Let's have a little bit of a content warning for our vegetarian and vegan listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. This is going to be disgusting. This is going to be graphic. And um, we're we apologize profusely. So to make a sausage, you... no, don't tell us how to make a sausage. Just tell us about scotch eggs. But but the, the, it's important. So the sausage, okay. 
uh, the inside of a sausage, all that inside bit, the ground up pork and stuff, then uh, you get that meaty bit on the inside, and you almost make like a like a a, a flat sheet. Okay. Then you boil an egg. Hard boil, right? Hard boil an egg. I love hard boil. Or eggs. you can soft boil an egg if oh. you fancy it. Oh. Then uh, you get that egg out, and uh, you remove the shell if you haven't done that beforehand. Oh no, wait, you couldn't have done that before. Yeah, then you remove the shell. Then uh, you wrap that in the sausage mix. So you make like a little circle, a, a little shell around the egg. Uh, cover that in breadcrumbs. And then I believe you cook them in the oven. I think they, I think it's cooking in the oven. That's what you do. And they're, oh, they're amazing. You take a bite into one, you get like a meaty, eggy taste. Oh, they're so good. So that's a scotch egg. Fascinating. I've never had one. I don't love sausage, so I'm not sure I would want, like it. But anyways, <laughs> that's a scotch egg. Now let's talk about, this is again a content warning for our vegan and vegetarian listeners. Let's talk about black pudding. <laughs> we have to talk about black pudding because black pudding is a part of a technical full English breakfast, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, so. And so if you've ever been to England, then you know, or you've seen it in movies or whatever, there's this thing called the full English, as they say. And um, Just really quickly, what are the contents in your mind of a full English breakfast? Baked beans. Baked beans, which is a crazy thing to eat at breakfast in my opinion, but go on. Toast or fried bread. Right. Uh, an egg. Uh, sausages. Bacon, um, sometimes griddled tomato. Yeah. And, and if not griddled tomato, often a mushroom. Often right? mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and the last ingredient would be black pudding. Would be black pudding. Yeah. The last thing on the plate would be black pudding. Yeah, now, yeah, what yeah. is for our listeners who have not yet understood the nightmare of black pudding? <laughs> tell them what it is. Um, so, black pudding—it's kind of like a conglomeration of all the extra bits of meat and stuff that uh, that a butcher um, doesn't really you know doesn't really can't really put into anything else uh, let me pull up let me pull up an actual recipe hold oh, on god. hold on oh god this is gonna be I don't even it's like I, I, I actually quite like black pudding so many people personally. do and I understand that everybody has different tastes but it was one of those things. And I suppose people feel this way about, like, hot dogs. But when I discovered what was in it, I was like, I don't want to put that in my body. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Also, someone told me before I ever tried it that it's got blood in it. Yes. So it's made from animal blood. Um, animal blood. Uh, Which I suppose is on all meat, but, like, when you really think about animal blood. Anyways... Uh, they then it's uh, they get some fat, you know, just in general from animals yep. and stuff with the, from that the butchers have been, you know, cutting and stuff, and then a bit of um, oatmeal, you know, like uh, like the flapjacks we were talking about, that kind of stuff, uh, and they mix that all together in big large vats, and they can throw in, you know, other flavorings and things, other bits of meat maybe if they want to, uh, and then that's put into like a sausage skin. And then I think it's I think it's I think I think they usually like don't they fry it? Um, hold on, let me have a look. Gross. Well, we'll learn a little bit more about black pudding, and then hopefully just never talk about it again. The other, the sort of last thing. Um, no, I have two more things on my list that I wanted to talk about British cuisine. Oh, okay, wise. you can you can boil, fry, or griddle black pudding. Oh, so many options for your animal blood. Okay, thank you for that. That was black pudding. <laughs> 
If you get a full English uh, when you visit, you may, in fact, get black pudding. Try it. I'm just saying, try it, and then I, I'd say, I'd say, get it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like it. It's nice. And now, um, just two more things. Um, a Yorkshire pudding needs to be described because of the use of the word pudding and the confusion therein. Mm-hmm. Um, so, pudding, of course, in most definitions in this country, means dessert. Yes. Right? You just call it pudding, but you mean the whole encompassing thing of dessert. Yes. Whereas to an American, it is called dessert, and there is a thing you might have dessert called pudding. Yes. Which is like a kind of more liquidy ice cream, sort of, made yes. from powder somehow. I don't know, milk, whatever. That's pudding. And then there's this whole other thing called Yorkshire pudding, which is part of a Sunday roast. And Mm -hmm. I ate it recently, and it was, like, one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. (laughs) What is a Yorkshire pudding? Well, a a Yorkshire pudding is, again, um, made with the same kind of batter that goes into a um, toad in the hole. so it's like a bread product, basically. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Or a pastry product. Yeah, it's like a pastry. It better to be like a pastry product. And I don't know how you make. Well, what you can do is you put them in, like you know, how you make cupcake. Um, in a cupcake tin. Yeah. So you pour the batter straight into that, and then they like rise into semicircular shapes. Yeah. Mostly they're for your gravy, right? Okay. And um, maybe the last thing we could discuss is um, is spotted dick because it's got a hilarious name. Well, the thing the thing about that spotted dick is not like that's quite an old English dish. I doubt you'd see spotted dick unless like a restaurant was running it. I did see it at a restaurant recently. Oh, you did? Yeah. Can you tell us what spotted dick is? Do you know? Not really. It's like. Let's just clear like up a sponge, and then let's clear up any mis, mis any misgivings people have, any confusion. You are not, in fact, eating the genitalia of an animal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just to clear that up, it that's is not that, called that's spotted not, dick. That's not what it is. Despite its humorous name, that's not what it is. Uh, while we look up what spotted dick is, because we don't know, it is old school. You're right, but that's I feel like one a lot of American people know because it's mentioned in books and movies. Um, okay, so it's a pudding. Uh, it's made with uh, suet, dried f- fruit, okay. and it's usually usually have custard with it. Okay. It's got quite a pleasant look at that. It's quite a, it's quite cute. Yeah, it does not look good to me at all. But um... fancy toasts. <laughs> also, I would really struggle to eat anything that was called dick. Just you know, I would just think in my head: Are these little bits that I'm chewing? Are they? What are they? Anyways, dear God. Okay, so there are uh, a couple of American dishes that uh, I like you to describe. Uh, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, first of all, um, grits. Oh, God, grits. Yeah. What? What? Explain to the British public what, what grits are. So that's G-R-I-T-S. It's hard to explain grits, um, especially because I'm not truly a fan of them. Um, they're a very southern food. Um, the typical southern dish that's uh, famous is shrimp and grits. And grits are basically like oatmeal. They're like oats, but there's the actual grain is much smaller. Mm-hmm. And when you cook them, they don't really taste like anything. You know, it's like meal. It's like it has very little taste. So it's like it's like porridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not as thick. And then the way that people make grits taste good is they slather them with butter and cheese, like you do. <gasps> um, 
or you kind of make them savory like this shrimp and grits when then you add some cream um i'm not sure what else is in shrimp and grits because i don't eat it uh but well, well prawns are well prawns yeah shrimp are but um yeah so that's a very typical southern dish and where and where how what would you have grits with well they would just be the way that i do like grits the other thing you can do with them is you can make them into grit cakes and i don't mind grit cakes and grit cakes are kind of like polenta do you know what polenta is um yeah, yeah. well I, yeah i i get what i i think i know what polenta yeah. is so anyways it's um you would have grits with breakfast generally if you didn't have shrimp and grits they're a breakfast food so they'd be on the side of your meal um or you'd have them as a side dish with whatever you're having with eggs or something like that hmm. so that's grits okay okay cool uh and now if you'd like to explain what uh, that what is cornbread <laughs> oh cornbread's amazing um because this is because the, the way it's made n- nowhere in england people don't people people just don't make bread with sweet corn right but it's not like made with sweet corn i mean i guess it is yeah it's delicious cornbread is so good um the cornbread i know how to make comes out of a box it's jiffy <laughs> and it's really really good um you can make it into a loaf or you can make it into muffins my favorite bread comes out of a box <laughs> i love corn muffins um yeah, I think it's cornmeal, so it's ground down really um, finely. And then you um, bake it in the oven. And uh, the typical thing you have cornbread with is chili, or at least in my family. I don't know if that's a my family thing or an everybody thing, but if we have chili, um, we have cornbread. Because then you can like dip the cornbread in the chili and it gets it's delicious. But people tend to have it at Thanksgiving because yeah, then people you, make it into muffins. And... You could have it at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you could. That could be something that you would do. Um, cornbread is also a pretty southern thing, so maybe not all Americans have the same universal experience of that. Oh, really? Mm. You, what do you think that not would maybe, would some maybe. Americans? Not... I don't think cornbread is as common in other places. I think it's really because of my growing up in the south oh okay so it's like a southern but i'll have to ask cuisine. some of my friends who are who are like midwestern if they eat cornbread i don't know um another thing we'd like to talk about is um bagels the oh. american um which is more of a staple uh food stuff in america than it is here because really in the uk bagels aren't really a thing yeah, and the only bagels you have, you have to buy it like at the grocery store in plastic made from... I think bakeries do do them, but but not very often. They're not like... And they're not as good. Bagels are the best food. Why would you, why would you say they're not as good? Well, I love bagels. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit of an unhealthy obsession with bagels. <laughs> and so I did a lot of bagel-based research at a point in my life where I was a little directionless because I wanted to... Uh, leave my job and learn how to make bagels. Um, so I did a lot of research about bagels. And um, the bagels are the best in New York City. That's where they make the best bagels. Bagels are um, boiled. If you disagree and feel there's another state where the bagels are best, please write in and... If you disagree, we don't have anything more to say to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're boiled and then baked. And so the water is what changes the the flavor. So whatever water is in New York City is magic for whatever reason. And that's what makes the best bagels in New York City. Um, So 
bagels are. I mean, I don't think I have to describe a bagel. People know what bagels yeah, are, and, and, right? And, yeah, we know what bagels are. But they're when you go to a bagel shop in America, they are freshly made. So you could get them when they're still warm from the oven. Mm. And they have all kinds of flavors of bagels. Whereas mm-hmm. here, you might just really typically get a plain or like a cinnamon raisin bagel is basically all I've seen. They have tons of different flavors of bagels. Um, and the best thing to get, well, no, there's lots of really good things, but... Um, a really typical like New York thing is um, lox and cream cheese, which is like smoked salmon and cream cheese on your bagel, um, and that's amazing and delicious. Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, I love bagels. I can't really say anything. I used to work at a bagel shop when I was sixteen. Um, best days <laughs> of my life, truly, because um, I got to eat free bagels. <laughs> when people ask me the number one thing I miss about the United States, I say number one, my family. Number two, bagels. Bagels. And number three, pizza. Because the pizza here is terrible. Oh, yeah. Maybe we, maybe we should talk about that. Yeah. So what would you... Because there, there, there is a difference between uh, pizza here and pizza in the United States. Yeah, there's a variety of differences. I would say it goes down to a few major... Um, I'm, I'm going to go for it and say errors that the Brits make in making their pizza. I know this is a bold statement to make. Harsh. I apologize to Harsh. all of our British listeners, but the crust is too thin, and the sauce is too sweet, and the cheese is too sparing. So I want more cheese. I want more savory sauce with more garlic, and I want a thicker crust. That's how I feel about my pizza. And I... I don't think that I necessarily speak universally for Americans. People have different opinions. People like different kinds of pizza. Some people like thin crust pizza. But I want a really good pizza dough. And I want a really savory, garlicky sauce. And I want enough cheese to cover the sauce. The first time I got a pizza at Pizza Express, at Redacted, (laughs) I was shocked by how much red I could see. I was like, there's not enough cheese covering the sauce on this. I don't understand. Um, and then when you cut through it, like the the thin crust just sort of fell apart. And I was like, this is not pizza. How dare you? <laughs> so that's my... Those are two things. You, you've asked me about two things I'm very passionate about. Pizza <laughs> and bagels. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, th- th- those are my main American cuisines we wanted to ask you about. Yeah. So I think um, I think we'll wrap it up. Wonderful. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. Um, Please share this podcast with any colleagues, friends, lovers, dogs, you know, who might be willing to or excited to listen to it. Um, Please write to us if you have something you want us to talk about or questions that you have. We would love to answer them on the next episode. We'd love to answer them on the next episode. Um, And talk about... um, Anything, maybe if you have been to one of the countries and you have a question, we'd love to answer that. Or any differences that you've seen, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we hope that you'll continue to come back and listen. Um, this was our first episode about food. Um, we're going to kind of leave food now. I'm sure it'll come back up in many different ways as we go to talk about other things. Um, and some of those things might be um, the voice. We're going to talk about accents and regional dialects. Um And we're just going to continue to discuss our experiences um, as a half-UK, half-US couple currently living in London um, and share our lives with you. So, again, thank you for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.